birthday weekends. What did you do? Yeah, I mean, I know you, I know you didn't, you know, <laughs> get the, you know, I understand you didn't get the results you wanted. However, what did you do in order to celebrate at least your birthday if you were able to celebrate? Uh, yeah. So Friday, I found out at like two thirty, and I was supposed to be in Hoboken at like five. Yeah, so yeah. literally found it eight, left work. Signed up again for the bar, mm. went to Hoboken, hung out there for the night because one of my friends had his apartment there, and then Saturday we went down the shore. So it was okay, good. and then Mother's Day. Day. Oh, go ahead. My bad. Uh, Mother's Day just worked, and then got food. Oh, yeah, bakery. Yep. Yeah. How uh, how was Jersey Shore? Like now that we're <laughs> kind of getting close to summer, I'm very interested to hear. Is it like how it was <laughs> back when you know? Benny and Polly D were running the streets, or is it different now? Yeah, it's definitely different. I think there's mm-hmm. like a couple of characters where you see, you're like, yeah, you could tell like this dude is like trying to like go all out. Yeah, yeah, but like for <laughs> the most part, it's like small dudes. <laughs> like, yeah, oh. dude, when I'm there, I'm not even that tall, and like I go on my tippy toes, I could like find my friends. Wow. Is it like a lot of Italian people yeah. there? Mm-hmm. Huh. Is it just like a big like Italian community that lives in like the Jersey Shore or like near the Jersey Shore? Is that why? Yeah. Okay. I think so. But it was like after Sandy, people like kind of like spread out more. Mm. A lot of the houses got all destroyed. Right. So, and kind of changed spots too. Like Jersey mm. Shore used to be like mostly seaside, but now no one goes there anymore. So, like, mm. that dynamic kind of changed, too. So, yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely an experience. Like, I brought my friends from uh, law school once last oh, summer. Cool. And like, they're like, yeah, they never seen anything like it before. Like, they were so <laughs> hyped. Like, they still talk about it, like, all the time. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. No, because I, 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 I always, watching the show growing up, I always wanted to go to Club Karma. Oh, it's, <laughs> like, it's gone? Oh. Gone. Yeah. Was it was it through the, the hurricane or what? Yeah. Like, dang. That's crazy. You, dude. I'll send you a video of a place I yeah. want to today. Yeah. Cause um I mean for me, uh this weekend I what did I do this weekend? Man. Well, my girlfriend and I went and got dinner. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah, nice. took me out to dinner and then um this past weekend, yeah, and then I had dinner again with her, but then with her mom, nice. and then I think, well, and then we met up with uh, some of my friends from uh, the law school, because they're graduating this weekend, oh, well, they're they're done with classes last week, oh, they nice. just finished up, so um, I went and just, you know, got them a couple shots or whatever, and then uh by the time I got uh by the time I saw them they were not in great shape because they were just at a 3-0 bar crawl like that day so yeah it it was around like 10 o'clock by the time I saw them too at night so and they had been drinking since like 1 p.m so I was like oh god they're still alive good for them yeah man no I mean it's kind of like you have to do it you have to do it it's fun it's a good time at least for for Marquette like I think it's like a new tradition to do this bar crawl, I, I, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure it started with my class. No we way. started this nice. bar crawl that we wanted to do, and we did it. Um, so shout out to the people that set that up. Um, 
But also, you know, as far as like the bar, um, I think it's important too because there's a lot of people that are in your situation as like, oh, I got to take it again. Instead of it being like a discouraged thing, I also like to look at examples of people that have done it. Like my friend Dion, for instance, Mm -hmm. we haven't even graduated a year from law school yet. He's already taken the bar twice. And he failed the first time and he Mm -hmm. just passed in Arizona the second time. Nice. So, yeah, like, you know, I like to bring up those type of examples, like, you know, because it it, it lets you know that, like, it's doable. And I know you already know that, but it's just like, I know that feeling sucks. I mean, I felt that way for the LSAT. Mm -hmm. I took the LSAT three times within uh, maybe like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And um, my score sucked. I mean, I don't care now. I had a 145 on the LSAT. It was low. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if you don't persevere, then this just isn't, you know, the industry for you, not you, but uh, just in general, yeah, just right? in like, yeah, like you, you gotta be able to have perseverance and kind of have a thicker skin and just be like, all right, like I'm gonna push through because especially like the LSAT, that's kind of like their gauge, you know, these, these schools of like, all right, who really wants this or not, you know, because yeah. it really has nothing to do with law at all. Oh, zero. Yeah. Like even for like law school, they help you for anything. They mean anything. No. <laughs> such a waste no. of time. Switch, it's such a waste of money, too. Yeah, it didn't teach me what it meant to be in a law firm or how to work in-house or any of this stuff. It didn't teach me any of that stuff. You know, yeah. it, it, it taught us the substantive laws for specific things, and even those were kind of, like, grazed over. Um, now, I mean, just like college, to me, like, law school is all about the experiences you get from it, like yeah, the connections true. you make and the experiences – if you go to school just to go to school and get a grade, then yeah, you're doing fair. school wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it, it, college and, like, just going to these institutions are all about opportunity. That's literally all it oh, is to me. Yeah, yeah like, if you're having a hard time meeting people in your everyday life, and I know, like, college is financially, like, not uh, feasible for a lot of people. However... If you're able to, you know, college is a great way. Exactly. That's the best way to just get yourself out there and, you know, just get your network started. You know, it jump starts it a lot. So, and you make a lot of friends that way. I mean, I have lifelong friends from college, law school, Mm -hmm. all that. So, um, yeah. So I definitely never know them. Exactly. I have a funny story. One my, so my dad's cousin lives in this one town in New Jersey. And then one of my friends from undergrad, he also lives in that same town. But I'm in like the last couple of years, I never went to his house before. So mm. I was going to his house over the weekend and my mom texted me and she was like, oh, if like if you're near my dad's cousin, like just go say hi. So I was like, yeah, yeah like, the town's pretty big. I was like, probably won't be near him. But like if I'm close by, whatever, bro, they live on the same street. Wow. <laughs> one is like 17 and the other is like seven so it's like wow just a couple of houses like where are the odds of that yeah. happen? Like, literally just like a block down the road Crazy. wow yeah that's oh, awesome dude i mean that goes to know. show like you, you never know and i actually when i was in kansas city maybe like a couple weeks ago now um my friend gave me an opportunity to speak with some kids for uh upward bound uh, some high school kids getting ready to move and transition over into college And mainly he wanted me to just talk about networking, which, you know, for me, that's always been like a huge thing Mm -hmm. is to network. 
And um, I don't know, I left there, I left that conversation with those kids with the sense of like, man, the next generation are just so well off, dude. Like they, they didn't understand things at a better, like as far as technology and the importance oh, of it yeah. and everything, like, they didn't understand it better than what we did. Cause I mean, they already had LinkedIn's as like juniors in high school. And I was like, dude, I wouldn't even think about a LinkedIn until my <laughs> freshman year of college. <laughs> and if that, like, I wasn't even like seriously taking it. I wasn't even uh, taking it seriously until maybe my senior year. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, once I started applying to law schools and stuff, but um, you know, same thing for me is like, you know, the legal community is so small, you know, uh, I just started a new role with uh, Goodwill, um, working in-house as an attorney for them. And, um, you know, the, the start of it has been amazing. You know, it's been great. Um, but also I'm learning how small this community is. You know, it's it's not even just, you know, naturally it's going to be small in the city that you're in. But mm -hmm. I mean, it's even smaller than I expected. Like the last employer I was with, one mm -hmm. of the attorneys there is like really good friends with my boss here. No way. They never, they never knew like that. I was, they never, none of us connected the dots that any yeah, of us knew yeah. each other until maybe like last week. Um, and then my uh, senior level boss, he um, told me the other day that he had a conversation with one of my old employers when I was a clerk, just back my 3L year. And, wow. you know, got a great review from that from that old boss of mine. But, like, that, that just goes to show that, like, all of your experiences, there's yeah, a matter. reason. They matter and there's a, a reason for them. Because then, you, especially in the legal field, like, you don't know who's doing business with what. Yeah. As Goodwill, like, we have people that we, we have different firms that we use. You know, we use them for different purposes. And, you know, I didn't realize that coming in, that all mm -hmm. that stuff would be important. And those relationships that I got were important. So, you know, just all that to say, like, like you were saying, like, man, you, you just never know. <laughs> For real, dude. Yeah. Such a small world. Crazy. Yeah, 100%. Glad we got into that topic. Um, I feel like we, we haven't really talked to, like, really any law stuff in a while. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, I guess naturally going into it, a little bit of, like, legal stuff, but. Uh, well, not really legal, but NIL has a lot to do with the law. And um, you, you brought up this Hunter Dickinson. Uh, I see it on our topic chart for Hunter Dickinson. Uh, did you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, the other day he was saying that because he's transferring from Michigan to Kansas. And he was saying that he's transferring pretty much because he didn't really make that much NIL money at Michigan. Mm -hmm. Like, he was a really good player. Michigan is probably one of the top programs to go to for basketball. And he was still making under six figures, which is pretty surprising. So now at Kansas, I guess he's hoping to make more. Definitely a bigger market. But it shows that, like, hey, sometimes money matters. Like, for especially for someone like him, because he's a center, if people didn't know. And if, you, and if you look at even the people or the centers that have won – like the college national player of the year award, most of them don't last in the NBA. They maybe get, maybe get drafted. And then after that, they make like no money, especially if you're a second round pick or go undrafted, you play like one or two years in the NBA, you're done. You're not making crazy money. So this is his time to make his money and I don't blame him for transferring. I mean, that's the majority of athletes, right? Like, yeah. 
especially you know with football basketball like the major sports um that that's you know that's just kind of the harsh reality of this nil stuff is that you know all of these players this is essentially how they're going to make their living like these four years of college or even more than that when we see what all these yeah. transfer portals stuff and you know injury reserve and you got all these different ways to where you can uh lengthen your uh collegiate career uh it goes kind of goes back to what we were talking about with angel reese you know like how she's gonna make significantly less when she signs with the nba as opposed to what she's making now um you know valued at like 1.6 million dollars just in college alone um Another thing you said about Hunter Dickinson that's interesting is that the fact that he's like, I'm not making six figures, so I'm going to transfer. It's like, <laughs> geez, dude. Like, there was guys that before him that were making $0 a year yeah. and were just fine with playing. So it goes to show that now, again, like you said, that this is going to be a, a regular thing. Like, it's going to be who's the, who, who's the highest bidder when mm-hmm. this recruitment starts. I mean – they're trying to curtail it because they put it in the NCAA rules, I believe, that you can't use NIL and the amount of money that you can provide someone in NIL deals as a recruiting factor. But you can't even mention it, I believe, is the rule. And how do you even govern that? Like, you can't. Yeah. You literally can't. They tried to with the, the twins from Miami. But now they're just oh, like the so, twins. Yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, we're so famous now. We're going to go to WWE. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just saw that they graduated too. They just graduated uh, the other day. Uh, I, I I peeped that on Instagram, and uh, yeah, I mean, more power to them, man. They they got they got to the money through their college years, and then and they've only had NIL for what two years. Yeah, and they made a killing. It's awesome, dude. But also too. They make it so easy to transfer that even if it was like even if it was a rule that you can say anything you could say I just feel like transferring and you can transfer <laughs> like they're not going to be like oh you're transferring just for the money yeah which is also kind of crazy because there's so many people in the transfer portal that how how is a thousand kids going to transfer schools and have all these schools have all their records and stuff together. Like, I feel like that's like way too much. Yeah. I was just going to say, I wonder like a lot of these athletes, you know, even ones that were doing decent at schools that they were already at are still entering the transfer portal, you know, for their graduate season or something, you know, yeah. like I just seen that for a former Wichita state women's basketball player. She was playing, for a certain school and then she transferred to another school after she after she graduated from this one school that she was at i was just so she's been i mean i think she's been at a different school for four years you know what i mean like all yeah. four years no she might she was at wichita state for two okay then she went to this other state then she went to this other school and now she's at this other school you know for her graduate years so i don't know the transfer portal is a mess um honestly have no idea what's going on like college basketball right now it's the wild wild west man for real yeah now like we said like a a while ago like these coaches are gms now they're just picking choosing who fits in their philosophies and then calling it a day yeah and now they have to factor in how are we going to make you money how how marketable can we make you 
And and now programs have to reinvent the wheel and be like, okay, how can we get more NIL deals for these players? Because like we we have to be competitive in the market, mm-hmm. or we're gonna lose athletes to other schools that are able to provide more for their players, and they have uh, businesses and uh, boosters that are willing to do more. So now they have to appeal to things that are outside of the the, the four lines of the respected sports and that that kind of sucks to be honest because i feel like now we're gonna i have a feeling that this is going to devalue or i don't even know if devalue is the word i want to use but the product on the on the court field whatever i don't know how long that's gonna stay up when these kids are making hundreds of thousands of dollars and like because once they get the bag I mean, we're seeing it with John Morant right now. Once they get the bag, like, especially this dude, I mean, we'll transition to John just because I just brought him up, but, like, yeah. this dude's 23 years old. Now you're giving hundreds of thousands of dollars to 19, 20, 21-year-olds, <laughs> like, in college. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, again, I'm glad they're making their money, but, again, it's just the wild, wild west. Like, how do we – make it to where the product on the field, although the NCAA, it's all about education, right? So they're going to mask it as education is the number one thing. But forget all that. If we're being realistic, how are we going to make the college football, basketball, whatever product the best it possibly can be? Because that's the only way you're going to make money is putting butts in seats and eyes on the TV. A lot of programs are already having that trouble of making sure that the players aren't doing anything stupid. Like Alabama, New Mexico, these dudes are killing other people or having already with guns, like, and they don't even have, like, crazy... Allegedly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he said he wasn't the one that, that you know, I don't know. But of all the schools in D1 basketball, Duke's the only one without anyone transferring out from their school, which is pretty wild. NIL. I mean, why would you leave when you're probably going to make the most money there out of any school in the nation? You know, like they're all – everyone on that team is living very comfortably because they probably have the best living arrangements. They have the most NIL dollars. You know, I'm just assuming. I don't know any facts on that, but – you know, I can only assume that Duke is making pretty good money or their students are getting paid very handsomely. Other yeah, student athletes, like I mean. Yeah, you know, like, and it's all probably like, you know, single bed, like one one bed, one bath. Like they don't even have roommates. Like they'll probably live on their own. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it's very obvious who the winners are in this NIL stuff. And, and I brought up Nick Saban on here before, but like, I just remember his interview on uh, Stephen A. Smith's podcast and how much he doesn't like the new NIL structure. However, he's benefiting very well from it because Alabama's making a ton of money for their football players. Um, and their football players are making well over five figures. Um, so, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting in the coming years to see how NIL um, – how it changes, how the product on the field or court or whatever changes. Because um, I worry about just the product, about – I'll stick yeah. to basketball. I worry about 
the the state of basketball when these players are making their money because I mean th- that's not gonna them developing the skills I mean the best they can be just to go to the league and and be the best player they can possibly be that's not going to be the priority anymore it's about how much money I can make and I feel like the players that we grew up loving they literally just want to be the best player they can be and that was it I mean they were gonna make their money and I knew I know money is part of the priority it's high up there if it's not one B it's number two or whatever but I felt like one A was always like how can I be the best you know or how can I be how can I get to the league like now we're gonna see players being like this how can I get to college ball so I can make my money and then, you know, NBA is different because they're going to make millions of dollars, but not all of them are going to make millions of dollars. So there's going to be, I don't know, maybe my mind is going. It's not going to be like that crazy pressure and be like, I got to make get to the NBA because if I make a couple mil in college, I go overseas, make another couple mil. Hey, that's mm-hmm. not that's not too bad. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I think, again, still the players that we grew up on, they de- money was definitely at the top. A lot of basketball players have come from, you know, uh, it's just like, you know, t- rough situations and rough lifestyles and things like that. So, like, getting to the NBA was, like, their only route yeah. to, to, to financially be able to provide for their families and get them out of the struggle. But once they got the bag, we haven't seen, like, I mean, the stars are the stars, but we're we're starting to see this trend of players just fall off once they get to the league, once they get their bag. Like, the love wasn't really there. The stars even. I mean, Ben Simmons was a star at some point. He fell off once he got the bag. Now we got uh, John Morant. You know, he got his bag bag. And he hasn't even – actually, he's got his bag. He hasn't even gotten a big bag yet <laughs> that was on the way. And yeah. he's starting to throw that all away. And, uh, I mean, I clearly want to talk about it. So <laughs> – Ja, Ja, Ja Morant, man. <laughs> He's so disappointing, bro. Like, and I, I and, and again, there's still an investigation going on within the league. Like, the league isn't waiting for the Grizzlies to dish out a punishment. They're stepping in, and they're taking over this whole thing. So, Ja was seen on, over the weekend, seen on Instagram Live, uh, holding a gun. And again. <laughs> On this video, try to move it real quick too. Yes, and we will get to that too because his friend looked like he was trying to help him out. Like yeah. it was like, "Fam, what are you doing?" Yeah. But anyway, so job, ja, you know, I saw that clip like on Saturday or so, and I was like, "There's no way that had to have been an old video or something." Because if it was old, I was like, eh. "Like, do we really care?" Like, you know, it's yeah. old. Because it's different because he literally was just told two months ago, like, hey, don't do that. He just got suspended for it and everything. It's like, hey, don't ever do this again. He came on TV saying he understands. He has to be smarter. He said he checked himself into that facility, which we both said was a load of crap. Um, And it was a PR move. Um, So, yeah, fast forward. Now, today, he's it's come out that he's been suspended from all team activities. Well, I think that was yesterday, but either way, suspended from all team activities because of this gun video. Now, my question to you is, 
what do you think the suspension will be? Because you know the suspension's coming. And that's that's really it. What 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 do you think the suspension will be? At least minimum twenty-five. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it's half a season. Somewhere between yeah. has to be. Yeah. Especially for us doing it a second time. Like you didn't learn your lesson. You gotta like actually like do something where he knows that like, hey, I messed up. And then from there, even if he plays the rest of the season, he can't get any of those awards. So he probably has stuff in his contract saying he gets X amount if he's MVP, X amount for whatever, going all the way down. And now he won't be able to get any of that. So you have to do something where that has to happen as well. Because they can't have you can't have this go on, bro. That's that's too wild. Like, you can't have kids looking up to him buying his shoes and have all these kids want to go out and buy guns and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I literally just saw someone post today, and I couldn't disagree more. Someone was like, because the NBA is such a liberal, you know, company and all this other stuff, that's the only reason why him posting a gun is seen as a bad thing and a negative. And I was like, is this person an idiot? First off, this was an attorney that said this, guys. So I want to also be very clear that this was an attorney that said this. And whether the league is liberal or not, go to your employer. And I I brought this up. I was talking to my friends about this the other day. Some disagreed. Some, you know, just didn't make really much of a argument against it. But um, I brought up the analogy of you're at your own job. These 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 players are employees, man. They're not independent contractors. That's literally like me on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever, waving a gun in a video, and then my manager or whoever get catches a glimpse of it or better yet one of my coworkers sees it and then it circulates throughout the whole office so it's like do y'all do y'all really think that i'm gonna keep my job once my employer sees that i'm toting guns in my like and it's not even though it's not even just the guns like it's the way he, he had it like pointed towards his head he, it was kind of wild it wouldn't make sense if he said that, hey, I'm from the South. The gun culture in the South is definitely a lot different than probably most of the country. He can say, like, maybe he's been around guns since he was a little kid and his dad taught him how to shoot or something like that. That would make more sense. And if he said that, they were legal, too. We didn't get to that either. But if he said all those things and it was just like, hey, I was dumb. I'll give him more respect than him just doing it just to do it, just to, like, to look cool. Yeah, and that's the big thing. He's, like, everyone is seeing that he's literally just doing this just because of the looks of it. I mean, both times that we've seen it, it's like he's trying to live this life, and I know everyone's been bashing him for it, but it's like he's trying to live this life that he's not actually living or a part of anymore. He can't accept that he's just simply not part of this anymore. You know what I mean? Like, once you get to the NBA, you are automatically removed from that situation that you were in. You have no reason to be in the situation that you were in previously. So, 
for him to be toting these guns in these videos and each first time in the strip club, money all around them, girls, whatever, bottles, and he got a gun out. And he's drunk with this gun. Strike one and two, to be honest. Yeah. You don't get another, like, you know, and, and honestly, he is getting another chance because he's not going to get completely taken out of the league. Exactly. Not for this. Now, if it happens again after this, I mean, he, that's the thing. He's making it so hard for himself because now he has no room for mistakes. Yeah. After after this, zero room for mistakes. Like, he has to be squeaky clean. So, the second video, you know, it's not even a fact he just has a gun in there as well. It, it, you take the whole circumstances of the video. Like, I watched it. Like, you yeah. know, it's him. Uh, listening to you know some harsh lyrics and listening to some stuff about gun violence and this and that, you know what I'm saying? Like anyone with eyes can see that. I'm not making this up. I'm not trying to be a stickler about it. I'm not trying to be hard on John Morant, but that's just what my eyes are seeing and here and my ears are hearing. Like I'm, I'm hearing them listening to these aggressive ass lyrics, and I'm watching them tote a gun. What message are you sending? Clearly, it's very clear, and it's so weird for the people that are trying to defend that from him. Like, it's kind of annoying to be honest. It's like, how can you defend that? Like, you know, he's literally ruining his own life. But you can't tell me any employer you have would be okay with you doing this stuff. And just because they're professional athletes doesn't mean that they're still not employees. They are. They still have a code of conduct. Honestly, the Grizzlies should think about. I'm not saying that they should, but should, they should definitely think about trying, not trying to, but seeing what's out there if they want to trade him. Ooh. Just to see. I'm not saying they should, like they have to, but just, just look. Maybe someone, maybe a team is super desperate and doesn't care, or maybe you can ship them, to, or maybe some team thinks that they have a ton of vets and that. They're going to help this kid out. Fair. They'll probably lose money because they probably won't get as many TV games. But at least they won't have to deal with a lot of BS. See, that's the caveat in all this. This Especially money. But Jaws, like, he's too talented of a player. That's Mm -hmm. the only reason why this is news. Because he is supposed to be the next one up to, like, maybe not carry the torch of, like, facing the league, but he was going to be in that mix. Like, he was going to be a top three player in the league. Like, he has that potential, I'll say. So, yeah. But, yes, but when whenever he's hurt or not playing, their record, the Grizzlies' record is almost exactly the same. He translates, he translates more into, like, highlights and, I don't know, like, crazy shots or whatever. But when it comes to wins and losses straight up, he's, the Grizzlies are no different with him on the court or off the court, which is kind of crazy because, he obviously, he is insanely talented and probably a top 20 player or probably even less in the league. But yeah. when he's not playing, they're, they're still, the Grizzlies are pretty nice. <laughs> That that's very true, but like like you said, there's no doubt that he's 
one of yeah, the most obviously. talented players to touch this court. Like he's yeah. like it, it shows every game that he plays, and he plays hard. Like everyone loves his style of play, and everyone loves like who he is on the court and what he provides to his team. Because the nice thing is, he doesn't hurt his team. He only makes them better, or he makes them the same. Who knows? But <laughs> you know, I think that's the biggest caveat in all this is that. No matter, like, and I brought up he had two strikes with that first video. That's not true. I'll take that back. That was strike one. This is strike two with this new video. And honestly, if he wasn't John Morant, this would be strike three. Oh, yeah. You're out. If he was, like, 30, he'd be done. Yeah, he he wouldn't have enough. I mean, look at J.R. Smith and them. Dudes that haven't even done half of the stuff that Jaw's doing, they're out the league. And yeah. I know JR's older and whatever, but this was remember that podcast we had and I brought up the topic, I think it might have been JR, but I can't remember who it exactly was, where they were saying how like they're trying to clean up the league. They're trying to clean up the image, and this is why I don't have a job anymore. Oh, yeah. I, I, I I touched on that a little bit. I don't remember who exactly who I'm quoting on that, but it was one of those guys like Jr. Monshumper, one of those guys, and they were like, "You see what the league is doing? They're trying to clean up the league. Like the league is clearly like they are. The league is clearly trying to do that. And you know, we don't have a we don't have many rough riders in the league left. Um, so you got Jaw, who's like one of those dudes. Like he's a well, supposedly a street dude is what he's trying to show us that he's staying loyal and true to his roots, never not trying to switch up, you know, like there's probably dudes in his ear and he's listening to the wrong people, you know, he's the, you know, people that are telling him not to switch up. And like, sometimes when you get to that level of success, man, you got to change. But when you change, it's not for the worse, it's for the better. And the people that can't accept that from you, you cut those people loose because they're only holding you back. Mm-hmm. You know, Stephen Jackson, because he's probably the closest person to, I guess, like get into trouble and be have the NBA be like, you're one of those people we don't want in the league anymore. But he still had a pretty good career. He fought over all that stuff and is now having a great career outside of basketball as well. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So all in all. I, to answer my own question, I agree with yeah, you. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be twenty-five games. Uh, could be more. Could be. Could be a lot more, honestly. Um, but it's going to be at least twenty-five. And if it isn't, mm-hmm. oh, oh, if it isn't, like that's a real possibility too. Yeah. Because like, what was the first one? Eight, ten. Eight. And 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 then any the, and they did that like retroactive weird suspension thing that they've started doing. I don't know why they're just randomly doing that this season, but um, yeah. So 20, I expect at least 25 games. Not because, I think that is kind of warranted. I mean, I'm not even going to beat around the bush. Like, the dude literally just got told this two months ago. Yeah. And now he's back doing it. And going back to the friend. The friend tried to save him. You can see it in the video. Jaw it's not like someone is exposing him or anything. Jaw is literally putting this on Front Street himself. He waved the gun in the video, knowing his friend was on Instagram Live. Yeah. 
you know, or maybe, and let me, I don't want to cut, I don't want to um, continuously bash Jaws. So I will say maybe he didn't know. There's a, if I were John's lawyer, maybe he didn't know his friend was recording Instagram live. Maybe he just thought it was a recording for just a personal recording. Who knows? But to a friend, right? I, who knows? But because that's the only reason why he's getting in trouble is because he's publicly putting it, it's getting publicly put out there. And I was trying to find it because, um, you know, I, I I just know that like all of these contracts are typically the same. You know, in the NBA, they're all um, you know they're all uniform. So for each player's contract, like I'm pretty sure within the contract, it says that they need to uphold, like, it doesn't exactly say uphold the standards of the NBA, but it's kind of close to that. Um, You know, you still have to have some sort of, uh, you know, standards there of how you carry yourself and your team, your organization. You can't disparage it in any way. Um, So things like that. Well, I'll let you end it, our jaw segment here. Uh, what are your final thoughts on just <laughs> John Moran in general and um, just the situation at hand, I guess? The Grizzlies better get every bet possible mm. this summer, dude. Get as many old guys as they possibly can and try at least to teach <laughs> something. I don't know, do something. I don't know yeah. what else could they possibly do. I don't know. McDonald's has them. Pay, pay him, give him a max contract to go over there. But well, UD is <laughs> out of here. We ain't got an E jersey on. That man is out of here. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so I also want to speak on some of these coaching issues. Uh, as far as I, I say it time and time again. It's the worst. Co- <laughs> it's the worst job to have, bro. <laughs> Being a head coach, like I always say this, and people don't like maybe don't mind when I say it, but it's like, yeah. bro, look at what's happening. Like it's it's showing. Now, one of my buddies hit me the other day, and he was like, "Man, like these black coaches are on such a short leash," and I'm like, nah. "It's easy to kind of bring the race card into it, you know." I'm usually like. I can usually see that being a scenario. I don't think in the NBA's case that that is what's happening here because there's a majority of black, right. And there's a majority of black coaches in the NBA, like a large majority, like well over 80% of the coaches in the NBA are black. So, you know, to me, I don't see that as black coaches having a short leash. However, it's a case by case basis. You never, you just never know. Um, we sure. just seen that Monty Williams got fired from the Sun. I this dude count. literally changed the entire organization. He set the foundation. It's Mark Jackson all over again because whoever gets yeah. this Suns team is now going to be celebrated. Now, if it's a white coach, then I'm gonna have a problem. Just cause, like, it's gonna be the same thing, like. You have Mark Jackson, and then you bring in this white coach to just take it. Yeah, it's like the black coach did all the work, and then all of a sudden Steve Kerr is like, here you go, and it's just a gift, (laughs) and now you're going to the finals next year. Um, Same thing with freaking Steve Nash. Yeah, but he's – I mean, 
He was awful, but his team still make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know what I mean? It's just like I wonder because apparently with that, then Kyrie and Durant were like, "Yeah, we want him." I wonder if they asked Durant this time, like, "Hey, what coach do you want?" Or if the owner's just like, "Hey, I'm just gonna do whatever, whatever else is in charge. I'm gonna listen to them and do whatever they say." Well, it's a new owner, right? So who yeah. knows what he's doing? I mean, he made the power play to go and get Kevin Durant. Cool. Traded off all of his three and D guys for one. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, was that a good idea? Bad idea? I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, he better win a championship, or the owner's gonna look like an idiot. Yep. Um, and then you got uh the owner was the one that made this move to fire Monty. From what I've heard. Um, him and Monty Williams didn't see eye to eye as soon as the owner joined. They never really taken to each other, really gotten along that well. So he was he pointed the finger at Monty himself and was like, See ya. Yeah. And you know, that's a every analyst is saying this. This is a super risky move on this new owner's part. New owners all the time are notorious for trying to be very risky and they as soon as they get a team they want to make waves quick steve Ballmer, perfect example yeah you know what i mean uh with Kawhi and pg so i don't know man i i i I just don't understand what's going on right now with these winning coaches like monty was one of the sun's most winningest coaches of all time already (laughs) and they just got rid of this guy took him to the finals two seasons ago like this One isn't more, a coach for the first situation. time ever. I think exactly. No, 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 no. I lie, I lie, I lie. no, no, no. I was gonna say, like, second, second. yeah, 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 yeah. But but still, like this isn't a coach Bud situation where Monty just wasn't doing great with coaching. Like Bro, the, he was they really played he was a together. phenomenal coach. Yeah, everyone was hurt. What do you expect? Kevin Durant played like ten games with that team before the playoffs started. Obviously, they're not going to be crazy good. They should be. Happy that they didn't lose the first series. If Kawhi wasn't injured, maybe they wouldn't have gone out the first round. Yeah, they better be careful though. Um, yeah, who are they going to talk about these owners? Well, shoot, man, there's so many coaches because they're all getting freaking canned <laughs> that you can you're gonna find someone. Is it gonna be someone better than Monty? Probably not, Probably not. because there's not that out there, and that's the same situation that the Sixers are in now. Yep. Do we fire Doc Rivers? You better not. Yeah, but if shot. they do, which there's a good chance, the trend of what that we're seeing now, Probably. if you don't win us a championship in two seasons, you're out of here. I think or if everyone's you don't, gone with Philly. Mm, just, okay, who's everyone? Clean house. What? Uh, apparently, James Harden doesn't want to play for Doc. So then Doc's probably the first one to go. And who knows if James James Harden wants to resign? If he resigns, then Embiid stays. If Harden leaves, why would Embiid want to stay there? It's not going to be that good. Really you think okay. Embiid leaves? Yeah. Request for a trade, man. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because why else? You, like Max, your your second best player is going to be Maxi on a championship level team. No, is Maxi a good player? Yes. But it's, he's not going to be an all-star or anything, most likely. 
it's possible, but I don't know. When I'm if I'm in Bede's age and the way he gets injured and all that type of stuff, I don't know. You can't really be wasting these years right now. Hmm. Even though he's obviously the man in Philly, but I don't know. That's a pretty hard decision. I uh I don't know what to say. That that was not what I was expecting. <laughs> blow up Philly, blow it up. I I don't know. I don't know if I agree, but what you say, what you said makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it makes a ton of sense. And it's something that I honestly just I think the reason why I'm just so shook on it is because it's something I didn't even think of. And like blowing up Philly? Hmm, really? Like process part two. Literally. <laughs> and like, do they want to go through that again? Hell no. Because Philly's made so many player. mistakes. It's funny. The dude that they should have taken number one just bounce them out of the playoffs scoring a fifty piece on them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and along the way they got rid of a dude that dropped fifty in this playoffs as well and Jimmy Butler. So <laughs> it's like you know, they would have easily had a finals appearance if Jimmy was on this team. Oh, Easy. 100%. Wouldn't 100%. even be a, a question. They would oh, be the favorites, no. everything. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just, I mean, the, I don't know. I, I don't think I would blow this up. If I'm Philly, this is just me personally. Mm-hmm. But, again, what you said makes sense, and, you know, I, I, I hear you. I think for me – I'm keeping Doc, first mm-hmm. and foremost. We're not firing Doc because these dudes decided to play like shit. Joel yeah. Embiid tried to pull that whole Giannis card of there's no such thing as failure yeah. but steps toward success. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I'm, I'm tired of hearing it. I didn't buy it when Giannis said it. I'm not <laughs> buying it when Embiid says it. It's only – it's it, it, honestly, when Embiid said it, everyone was like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? You had 15 points. Yeah, we do. And he tried to throw his teammates under the bus, and he was like, well, me and James can't do all the work practically. Like You didn't what? do anything against <laughs> seven, dude. You did nothing. James did nothing. <laughs> if anything, freaking P.J. Tucker and Tyrese Maxey, dude, oh, my God. It, it, if, if people don't learn to give P.J. Tucker a long-term deal already. For real. When are y'all going to learn to give this man a long-term deal? Any team he steps on, he is one of the best players on that team. Because of what he does. He doesn't even need to score a point. For and real. he's still one of the best players on that team. Maybe but, it goes back to Miami. Only uh, – that would be uh, that would be a wonderful gift. That would be <laughs> a wonderful gift for sure. But um, I don't know. I think James ends up staying because he keeps talking about – well, allegedly it's reported that he's trying to get back to Houston. Yep. Makes zero sense to me. Yeah. Um, I don't even. I mean, what sense does that make, dude? And know. they just signed Yudoka. Like, does he even know if he likes Yudoka as a coach? Like, what is he? What is he? Doesn't know nothing about nothing. He just like, what is he talking about? What is James doing? I hope it's not true that he's trying to go back to Houston because that yeah. just tells me that he takes he does not take this NBA thing seriously. <laughs> and I don't even think. Everyone thinks the Rockets have like this crazy plan of getting like all these all-star players in one year. Like, when when does that ever happen? Especially when most of them aren't in free agents. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think Embiid 
I think Embiid stays put. I think they keep this core together. I think they try to run it back because mm-hmm. they need to – they just need to figure out how to play together. Like, and, and then the thing is, you don't go to game seven. You don't force this Celtics team into a game seven on accident. Like, yeah. this team was good enough to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's just their luck. Like, Embiid, every year, he gets his heart just snatched from him and ends up losing. Now, last year, they just got smacked by yeah. Miami. But, you know, I'm just saying, man, like, this team is good enough. They they were a finals-caliber team. This team presently constructed. They should have been at least in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they just fumbled the bag. And the Celtics, they are, like, the defending Eastern Conference Finals champions. So, you know, they lost to the better team. They just so happened to just go up against the defending champs. So, I think they just need another bench. They need, like, a dude that could be scary coming off the bench that if you don't guard him the right way, could maybe score, like, 15, 20 points in a game. Right. Like, way too many role players around their guys. But then it also comes with the cap space. They probably don't really have too much cap space. And Maxi yeah. probably needs a new contract by at least next year, maybe the year after that. So mm-hmm. how much – are they going to be able to pay him that much money? No. Especially yeah. they're trying to keep James. Yeah. And do you – and now they're in the predicament of, do like, to your point, do we want to keep him for the amount of money that he's looking for? Probably not. And then if James leaves, I mean, I thought this back when he was in Houston. There's no other team that is going to be okay with his play style. And, like, like he's going to have to be – he's going to have to revert back to a six-man role at some point. Mm-hmm. I can see it. He's going to be that six-man that controls the, 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 the second unit. He can't be a starter playing this way. You know what I mean? If if he continues to play at the at the at the way he's playing, yeah. And and, and I'm taking into account the 40 pieces that he did in the series, mm-hmm. but we look at the whole body of work this last season. That dude is a he can. He, I mean, he let he me not disrespect. Let, let me not disrespect him like that. <laughs> he was a double double. He he led the league in assists. Mm-hmm. He also was averaging about like 25 20 six points per game. He was very great, like elite. That's an elite player. But he's, again, one of those dudes that I can't see him being a starting point guard on a championship team. Yeah, just I just can't eye see eye. it. He just dribbles. Yeah. There's no flow to any offense he's ever been in. No, no. He doesn't play in a system. Um, the system is give me the ball and, be, and, and try to be open. I'm going to lull the defense to sleep and pass it to the person whose defender is has fallen asleep. Yeah. And that's pretty much his offense. And it, it was showing in Houston. It worked for a ton in Houston because he was just that good offensively. But he's, now he's, he doesn't have it anymore. And he had a million shooters. Like, the, the roster was for him. Yeah. But when a roster isn't constructed for him anymore, he's not going to be as successful. Um, so I'm interested to see what happens. Maybe, maybe if anything happens, they do a sign and trade for Damian Lillard. Yeah, I was thinking that too. 
give Maxi a ton of picks and like maybe a couple other guys, but or even if James Harden, are you really gonna waste all those assets on a dude that's in his thirties that gets hurt a lot too? Even though he's still really good. I I'll, I'll take that risk for Dame. I'll really? take that risk for Dame. Absolutely. He even though he's in his thirties, I know that's old in NBA language, but I I take that risk for Dame because he's he he just needs a playoff constructed team. Any playoff constructed team that's remotely close to that, he's taking them to the conference finals. I've heard in a my lot. opinion because when I deliver, I, I listen to obviously you get stuck with New York radio listening to it. Yeah, and a lot of people like if you were the Knicks, would you try and get Dame or not? Wait, say that one more time. If you were if you were the GM of the Knicks after the season you just had, would you try and get Dame or would you just be like, nah, I like the team we have and just leave it the way it is? I leave the team the way it is. However, I do believe that the Knicks need a change. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Dame's that solution because you already have Brunson. Um, and Dame is a great point guard. Like, he, he he's a scoring guard. He's not a shooting guard, but he's a scoring guard, if that makes sense. Like, the shooting guard, they play the two, and they're yeah. off the ball. Yeah. Dame needs the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't think him and Brunson would work well together. Um, so I don't think the Knicks – I don't think that's what they need. I don't think that's what they're they're looking for right now. Um, again, we, we brought up Miami, and I think Miami needs a, a, a scoring guard like that. Um, you know, we're obviously down, like we're shorthanded right now with the injuries that we have, but, um, we've been needing us a, a, an elite point guard, you know, yeah. my entire life of being a heat fan, you know, I, I, I started becoming a huge fan during their first championship at 06. We've never had an elite point guard play for the, for the heat since Tim Hardaway in like the nineties, yeah. like, it, it's honest. Like, I mean, we had Mario Chalmers, and he was probably our best point guard since since then. And he didn't – we really didn't even need him as, like, to be that elite of a point guard because we had such a great team around yeah. him. So I think now is the time where we try and go after a, a, a guard in Damian Lillard that can score, and maybe that even turns into James Harden. Who knows? But um, and if James Harden comes to Miami – Oh God, those strip clubs be happy as hell. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna be worried about his um off the court shenanigans, but I wouldn't be worried about on the court. I feel like Spolstra and Pat Riley, they're not gonna fly for the BS. Yeah. If we if they can get LeBron under under their like regime and under their system, then they can they should easily be able to get James Harden. Yeah, that's fair. Just because LeBron has more leeway, yeah. So he should at least. But um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, speaking of the Heat, well, yeah. I'll start with the Heat. So they just advanced to the semifinals. Great. Um, and so did the Celtics, as we just talked about. Great. This sets up that beautiful, beautiful yeah. revenge series <laughs> that I've been been waiting for. <laughs> And it's interesting because I think a lot of people don't, like, realize how successful the Heat have been, how how Miami has been in the last few seasons. The last three conference finals in the in four years, 
has been Miami versus Boston. Mm-hmm. That's that's insane yeah. for Boston yeah. as well. Yeah, like crazy. Like for for both of these organizations, post Paul Pierce, KG, Ray Allen, post LeBron, D Wade, Chris Bosh, for these teams to still be as successful as they are, bro. Like you can only tip your hat off to them. Yeah, and I mean, in the stat here too, the only time that the Heat didn't appear in the conference finals in these last four seasons was when it was the shortest offseason in NBA history because we had just went we had just went to the NBA finals like some months before the start of the news, like seventy days or something like that. Super short. (laughs) So. All I wanted to do was kind of toot my team's horn a little bit by bringing that up because I think it's not talked about enough of how successful we've been. And, you know. Who wins the series? Uh, I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah. It's very biased. Mm-hmm. But as unbiased as I could try to make it, mm-hmm. I think that we can get we can we can beat these dudes. I think we can beat the Celtics. I think all the reason I said last episode where I think that like you like even you said you forgot about what happened last season. Yeah. I know Miami is watching film from last year. Yeah. Forget what they're even watching this year. They're watching film from last year and they're like, do I need to I know Spolstra, they probably went into the to the film room. And game seven of last year's conference finals was playing. And supposed to, as soon as the game ends and Jimmy shot that three that could have gotten us to the to the to the champion to the finals. That was it. I know you just cut the cut the film off and be like, do I need to say more? <laughs> do I need to say more? True. We need to go at these dudes. I think we're gonna see Jimmy, we're gonna see Milwaukee type Jimmy. I think we're about to see him unleashed because also People don't remember at the start of the season, he literally called that Miami was going to the finals. He said it like at the beginning of the season. People laughed at him. Yeah. And he was dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> so to see us in this position now, I'm like, oh man, I don't think he's going to fail twice. I'm taking Miami in six. I don't think we go to seven because if we go to seven, we would have to beat them in Boston. And I don't think we're going to be able For to sure. do that. Yeah. So I think we beat them in six, and I'm firm on that. If people want to bet me money, they can bet me money. That's cool too. <laughs> um, I may put a bet down on this one. My first bet ever. I may have to put some money down. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I feel very not confident, but I just feel good at the fact that we're playing against. That's why I wanted them to play Boston because I was like, man, yeah. like, we're going to be way more motivated to play them than, than uh, Philly. Yeah, that's fair. What, what about you? What do you think? Who are you taking? Uh, I like Jimmy more yeah. as a fan, but I think basketball-wise, especially after Tatum scores 50, I don't know. That's don't not think- a good sign. Because the other games before that, he was terrible. He was god awful. Historically now, awful for him. Yeah, fifty point. So it's like, all right, how's he going to come into the series? Is he going to come in with that fifty point energy and being like scoring twenty points and a half, or is he going to go zero for eight and be terrible? 
Yeah, well, it it was just no. our luck that that dude dropped fifty in Game yeah. Seven, going <laughs> in to play Miami next year. Like all that confidence. I was really like, when I'm watching it, I was like, okay, I wanted Boston to win, but not yeah, this way. Like, yeah, not yeah. this way. The last thing I wanted was their MVP caliber player to start torching them like that, because now but, he has the hot hand. But it shows that though, that they, at certain points they have to rely on. Brown or Tatum, and sometimes they don't always deliver. They're not like the LeBrons, and they're just like, all right, whatever happens, he's going to score 40. We already know that. Yeah. Like, you can actually defend these dudes and have a good game plan, and the Heat historically have done that to really good players. But, sure. I don't know. I think the Celtics win it, though. Um, yeah. I don't want to admit fair. it. I, want, I kind of want the Heat to win, but I think the Celtics are going to win. I think true basketball fans want Miami to win this series because they yeah. want to see how far this eight seed can go. We have, <laughs> yeah. We've never seen this in the playoffs. We've never seen this where eight seed is getting as far as we as they as they are right now. Like the fact that yeah, I think the people are even giving them a shot. True. I think the ninety nine Knicks made the finals. They made the finals. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was ninety nine, but. I know it was the the Knicks were the last ones to to do it. So I guess for us, our generation, our adult is, life, yeah. we've never seen this before. Like, because we started growing up at the age where like it's very obvious of who's going to the championship. Like, we yeah. didn't really have to question it. Now, bro, like this is this has been one of the most exciting playoffs ever, and mm-hmm. um, I feel like we've been saying that like every year. So the NBA is doing a good job. But um, this one, as far as parody goes, like I can't believe it, and I'm I'm just happy that it's my team that's doing this <laughs> because you know it, it it it's just crazy to see, man. Um, but moving on. Oh yeah, I was gonna say moving on yeah. perfectly to the Lakers. You know, seeing them at the seventh seed. It's crazy, wild. Yeah, Ron, Ron's nice. Was he like he's like first in points? Some thing in I think first or second in assists and like fourth in rebounds for just the playoffs. The monster, and bro. In the game seven. He's a monster, yeah. dude. But then yeah. he got like dudes like Jermichael Green trying to talk trash to him. And then like how many times and it's funny because they think that they can poke the bear because he's in his twentieth season. Out. But it's because he's in his 20th season, they're like, oh, he's old. He's an old man. Dylan Brooks got a prime example of that. And yeah. now we see Jermichael Green poking the bear, and they're like, oh, he's old now. 30, what, 9 and 9 or 7? What was it? Whatever his stat know. line was. It was exactly. like 30. Well, he had a 30-piece in a, in a, in a series-clinching game. So, in, in, in year 20. So, that's insane. Do with that with what you may, but yeah. that boy, that boy is nice, and you know, I I expect you know the Lakers to get to the finals. That's what I expect. I'm taking them over uh, Denver. Um, again, another biased pick. Mad if they What's that? I'll be so mad. I have all the players that could possibly beat the Lakers and. Like have one over LeBron, it's gonna be Jokic. Of all yeah, the players, it like doesn't sound right. No, but no. 
they have the talent. They have the talent to do it, but I just don't think they have the experience. I think LeBron's just going to outsmart them. But I think the Nuggets win the first game. LeBron sees how they play, and then that's it. I, I totally agree. I think the Lakers get blown out tomorrow, honestly. I think they get stomped on in Denver. I think it's going to be bad. But it's a feel-out game. I think LeBron is, like, historically bad at yeah. game ones anyway. So they're going to – it's not going to be great. Um, I think going back to the Miami series, the reason why I'm picking Miami is truly because I think Miami's heart is going to be the reason why they win. I don't even think it's X's and O's, nothing. I think they're purely mm-hmm. just going to be – they're just going to want it more than Boston. That's it. Even though Boston wants to repeat and get back to the finals, you know, Miami just wants it more. As opposed to the Lakers, X's and O's wise, I think LeBron is just smarter than them. (laughs) Even though I think Jokic is an all-time great center already and all-time smartest, you know, center as well. Um, You gotta gotta tip your hat to him, but I don't know, man. I'm taking... I'm taking the Lakers. I think AD um, has a resurgence for a full series. I don't think he's going to just do the on again, off again, on again, off. I think a full series, he's finally going to play. I think they finally see it. Once you get the Western Conference Finals, the Conference Finals general, you you see the light at the end of the tunnel. You're like, okay, we win this series. We're back at the at, at, at the mountaintop, you know? So I think LeBron's going to try and go off. I think AD is going to try and carry. And if AD carries and then LeBron can just carry them for the next series in the finals, that's 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 what you want. If you're a Lakers fan, you want LeBron to preserve his energy 100%. as long as he could until he could just empty the tank in the final series. Yeah. Because I don't think Aaron Gordon can guard LeBron at all. LeBron's just going to take it to the basket every time. Yeah. And AD, he's, AD's going to do what Jokic does. He's just he's just going to chill around the free throw line so the dudes can cut to the basket. And AD's going to have to drive, though. True. I'm sorry. He has the speed. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I think AD has to use his quickness to get around him. Like, he, he has to get to the rim. Like, no more of these floaters. Like you need to go in there and dunk on him. You also have a higher vertical than him. Like there, there's no way Jokic should bully you. There's no way that like he needs to play like a big man. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah they can't afford him playing like a bitch. If he plays like a bitch. <laughs> they're done. <laughs> Pretty it's much. simple, bro. Yeah. No. I. I. I, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you, honestly. Like that's that's just a fact. <laughs> that's just a fact. Yeah. I mean, I, are are we sleeping on Denver though? I mean, I I might be. I might even just have my blanket and pillow out because I really think the Lakers are gonna get this done. But um, I think a lot of people aren't talking about Denver, and um, you know, I certainly wasn't really watching them. That's kind of scary too. Yeah. Hmm. All their series have been kind of boring, to be honest, which is also scary because they're not really used to being close games in the playoffs. Right. 
So I don't, I don't know. I think um, with Denver, uh, someone brought this up today on TV, pretty much saying, like, they remind them of the Spurs. You know, people started getting bored of the Spurs when they started winning and winning often. Yeah. And they were playing great basketball, you know. And the, and the, the Nuggets do the same thing. Like, if you yeah, watch them play – they are playing great basketball, very fundamental. They swing the ball around. Everyone's touching it. And, you know, it's it, it's fun to watch in that regard. But they're slow. Yeah. They're not the fast-paced team. You know, they, they play a lot of half-court offense, and that's kind of what takes the excitement out of it. Yeah, that's true. I think if it wasn't for Jokic, they have, like, pretty good athletes, though. Like Aaron Gordon – as fast as hell, jumps out of the gym. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray, pretty quick. Not the fastest, KCP. pretty quick. KCP is good defender. He's quick, good yep. shooter, obviously. Yep. I think they just got to slow it down because Jokic is super smart. But I think he picks and chooses when to go fast, like the whole thing with the Suns. When someone's on the ground, he want to inbound the ball real quick, like stupid yep. stuff like that. <laughs> they pretty good with. But, oh, man, I don't know. How many games do you think this goes? Hmm. Well, okay. Let me write my last one down so we keep it. Um, for the Heat, I said Heat and six. Um. So let me do this. Me and six. How much do you think for the Heat uh, Celtic series? I don't think six. Because I don't think the Celtics are going to play well in Miami. But I don't want to say – I don't know. Either five or seven. Uh, I'll just say seven. Celtics and seven? go five. Right. Celtics and seven then? Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Uh, A little bit. Oh, okay. You said Celtics and seven? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, what about the next series? For now, Lakers series. Lakers and uh, Nuggets. Lakers and six. Lakers and six. And uh, I'm going to go Lakers and five. Ooh. Just so we don't Beat have the same. Nuggets? Yeah, just so we don't have the same, the same one thing. Well. Oh yeah, I want to see if like the Lakers surprise. Not too many options though. You're right. I know. I know. But yeah, Lakers are five, <laughs> man. But um, I guess the last thing we Bro, can talk you, about is oh, who you for if it's, I was gonna say who you root for if it's Lakers versus Heat again. Oh, Miami in a heartbeat. Easy, easy. Gotta go <laughs> with the Heat. Yeah, I. I I've been a fan for too long. Um, although I love LeBron, it's not really I love the Lakers. I love LeBron. I love watching his greatness, and that's really the only reason for it. Um, but, man, nothing's going to beat watching Miami play in the finals again, um, especially now that we would have a finals crowd. So, yeah, yeah that would be awesome. Yep. Um, well, 
we did we didn't really touch on the Suns getting destroyed in their game six. Um that might be the last thing we got left, but it seems like my internet Wait, is I'm kinda, kinda... My internet's kind of going nuts right now. A little bit. I can still hear you. Okay. But yeah, you want to get into the Suns real quick? Well, honestly, though, with the Suns, I'm not really surprised because you saw in that series if if Booker and KD didn't combine for like 80 something, that they literally had no chance. Yeah, no one else can shoot. Everyone else is just spot up shooters. Like Aiton is. I don't really like Aiton. He's. I don't think he's anything crazy. So you can't really rely on him. And then some couple dudes. Obviously, Chris Paul was hurt. So that's like fifteen points out the window right there. And then I don't think their bench is that good. So doesn't really equal to the points you would need against a team like that. Because the one game. No one other than KD and Booker, no one else had more than, like, seven points. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. Yeah, that, like, they yeah. literally had, like, what, 40, 40 for Booker and then, like, 35 for KD. Like, it, it wasn't sustainable. No shot. It's not like yeah. LeBron and Kyrie, and then you have, like, really good players around them, but they're, they're just that good that they can do it. It's just, like... They have to do it or else they're not even close in the game. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the Suns, like, it was kind of writing was on the wall. Like, we all knew that their bench wasn't that great um, yeah. going in. Uh, Landry had a big game, and I was very happy to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't going to be enough for them to come back in the series and win it. Um, yeah. D-Book also running away from the press conferences. I don't know what it is about these, like, you know, these players starting not to do the press conferences when they have bad games, but it's looking very soft. Um, And honestly, D-Book, as someone that was a big-time Kobe fan, Kobe would never run away from that, dude. Never. We've never seen it. Yeah. Just man up and say you didn't play well, and that's it. Simple as that. Because before that, he had a historical series. He was – shooting insane like something we haven't seen before but then you're gonna ruin it by doing that yeah I mean he yeah it it just doesn't look good and then now that you guys got blown out two straight seasons to 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 end your season like it's just not a great look I hope that they can come back from this um but they just gotta work on that bench so we'll see what they come back with um yeah so looking forward to these well this game tomorrow it's sad that we're back we're down to one game a day now yeah Yeah. um not even every day anymore because it was great when basketball was on every day at the start of the playoffs but now we're down to one game lakers uh nuggets tomorrow who takes game one nuggets nuggets yeah, I'm going. I'm going Nuggets with you. I think the Nuggets are gonna blow them out tomorrow, unfortunately. But that's their one. Yeah, Lakers exactly. for four straight. Yeah. Lakers <laughs> four straight wins. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right, dude. We'll uh, get back. Uh, get back again next week, and hopefully Miami is up by uh, three games. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
Thank you, folks.